What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. I'm here with Rohan, the great, and Wayne Breezy, the great. I guess we pop that in there too, man. How you guys doing? Good, hey, man. It's good, good to be man. great. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good combination, man. I'm glad to have Rohan on. It's usually he's usually here on every Thursday, and good to have Wayne back, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, um, feels good to be here. Yeah, man, it's a good time too. Let's run this mandatory intro. I got these two gentlemen on, and then about nine forty-five, I got David Lichty and Marco Martinez coming on suit. So a great show for you guys. Stay tuned. Give me twenty-five seconds. You down? You down? All right, so good to be here with these two gentlemen. Nick Nice says, "Yo, Breezy, man, Wayne Breezy got it's got a, the coolest nickname, man." By the way, I don't think I <clears throat> told you yet, man, but that that song you put out, fire, man. Oh, I appreciate fire. that, man. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea that you were talented in so many ways, man. Yeah, man, that that's how I, you know, started everything off. It's just music, you know, music, music, producing music. Uh, yeah, working with artists, things like that, and then uh, the past, you know, five six years, I just wanted to get more into the 49ers. I just wanted to start content creating, so that's kind of how I got here. Yeah, you may not know, but that's actually what I went to school for, man. Back in the day, I used to. Do you know who Bita Wita is? Nah, he's a rapper from Oakland. He, he's out here, okay. Oakland, Oakland cat. But he he's he's pretty popular locally. But him and I used to be partners. I went to that's what I went to school for is music production that's in San Francisco. Up. So yeah. But then uh, I had to get into uh, sales because all these kids started popping out, man. So understood. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rohan, man, how you doing, buddy? It's been a minute. What, what you been up to, dude? Nah, doing good. I'm back home. Couldn't make it last week. Of course, I uh, was just traveling with the family. Back here, and uh, no, I'm enjoying my break off of uh, you know college and stuff like that. And uh, glad to chop chop Monday morning. It's a little earlier for me now. Because yeah. it's 9 a.m. rather than 11 a.m. Central when I knew where I usually am. So, yeah. but you know, it's football, it's 49er talk, and I'm always up for it. Yeah, man. When are you going back to college, brother? I got about two weeks. So I got, you know, I got uh, still a good amount of time uh, and uh, got to hit Tahoe now because they got snow. So I'm going tomorrow. Oh man, I avoid snow like the plague, man. I used to back in the day, but I'm cool on I'm cool on the I snow. I love the snow. It's, it snows on, out man. where you live, right, Wayne? Yeah, but it ain't it's not snowing yet. Like, you know, I mean you love yeah. it until you gotta go out there and then shovel it because it's the heavy snow out here. It'll snow and then rain, and yeah. then you be like, dang, like it's heavy. But yeah. I love it. <laughs> I used to live in uh, Utah for like four years, but a lot of people don't know that. And man, I was glad to be I, I'm just not built for you it. You had to man. have a truck out there, bro, like like a, yeah. a pickup with the plow on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had an expedition back in the day. I remember that good old days. Hey, make sure you guys do us a favor if you would be so kind, uh, like this video, subscribe to all all three channels, uh, turn on your notifications so you're notified when we go live. Real quick, Rohan, give everyone the name of your channel. Yeah, you search up my name, Rohan Chakravarti, on YouTube. You'll be able to find my channel. Same way on Twitter, and if you like written content, Niners Nation is where you got to go. And I'm sure most of you guys just also subscribed to Wayne already. But Wayne, what's the name of your, your channel, man? It's just at the Wayne Breezy. You know, uh, it's been a good year. Can't wait to continue to grow. Can't wait to 
bring you guys more and more content. Can't wait to collaborate more this this new season that we got coming up. So it's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah me too, man. We and we got to get you back on more twice in the. I've been doing this for fifteen months. I only had you on twice. That's not enough. Not That's enough. I got to get you on yeah. on my show. But the times be different though. You're probably yeah. just waking up. I'm <laughs> wide awake. You know what I mean. So yeah. we'll get it. We're we'll work. We're working out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Real quick before we get in the show, I want to just plug all the sponsors. Underdog Fantasy is a sponsor of the channel. Promo code Hensley. They'll match up to $100 of your initial deposit. Use promo code Hensley. Details in the description for that. Also, Blue Water Credit will fix your credit better than anybody else. Best credit repair company I've used. I've been sending clients their way for the last decade. Uh, they are really good. Go to the details in the description. Fill out the form. Let them know Ryan G. Hensley sent you. They'll give you a free evaluation. Let you know what they can do for you, how much it costs, all that. You can make your decision then. But they are a really good credit company. And credit is key in this country, man. You got to have your credit on point. Yeah. And also my, my favorite sponsor, Hensley Real Estate and Mortgage. Anywhere in California, if you want to buy a house, sell a house, get financed for a house, I will take care of you. Uh, and rates are dropping. So hit your boy up. Hit your boy up. All right, you guys, man. The 49ers have nine Pro Bowl selections, 12 alternates. In a couple of snubs, Rohan, I'm sure you got that, that Pro Bowl list dialed in for us, man. Who made the Pro Bowl? Let's start with that. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers, like you said, they were nine players. And NFL high. And this is something that when you come to this part of the year, the Pro Bowl and the 49ers are somewhat synonymous. You know, when you talk about the amount of players that the 49ers are able to get, we got to obviously start at the top. A guy who is in the MVP running, probably dropped off a little bit, but still in there, Brock Purdy. He made the Pro Bowl, one of three quarterbacks to do so in the NFC. And then Christian McCaffrey, he obviously made it. At tight end, George Kittle, who might be the league's best tight end this year. I, I think he's firmly in that conversation. He made the Pro Bowl. Left tackle, Trent Williams. Those were the four players on offense. Defensively, Charvarius, or sorry, Kalyushik. I can't forget Kalyushik as well. He was there as well. But then defensively, Charvarius Ward made it at corner. Um, you have obviously Fred Warner who made it. And then you have Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa on the defensive line. You've got nine players who made it. That's phenomenal, Wayne. What, what do you think of the guy? Let's, without talking about the snubs yet, I don't want to go dark too quick because I, I got a couple i'm a little frustrated with but what about the guys that made it how do you feel about the guys that made it deserved i mean they're they're well deserved right and um you know i remember listening to kyle shanahan in his last presser i mean one of the things that sticks out the most is that most of them are like homegrown i mean some of them you had to go get in free agency like trent williams uh Traverius ward some of those guys kyle Yuschek. Uh, but some of them are drafted, like the George Kittle, the Fred Warner, uh, the Nick Bosa, the Brock Purdy, right? Seventh round draft pick. So to see that these guys um, are fan favorites uh, throughout the league, you know what I'm saying? People are watching them. Uh, that's a great thing to be voted in. And when, when Rohan mentioned Brock Purdy, I mean, number one in votes. Like, yeah. how do you that's go crazy. from Mr. Irrelevant to number one? in mv like not mvp but number one in pro bowl votes like like that's that's huge uh it shows you that the faithful to the bay the fan base is great but i think people around the league been watching uh and, and he hasn't been playing for a very long time so this is cool because i expect these players to be here for years to come now we do got to get into the snubs though because there's some snubs out there especially when you look at the list of the guys who made it yeah man 12 alternates rohan who are the alternates but yeah you had 12 alternates 
the most notable one, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but you also got Ark Armstead. You got Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel on the offensive line. Funny enough, you have Colton McKivitz. You have Oren Burks, Dre Greenlaw, Diamond Lenore, Tabor Pepper, Debo Samuel, Mitch Wisnowski, and then finally Chase Young. So you got a ton of alternates. I don't know that uh, all of them necessarily deserve it, but you got a ton of alternates on there. Wayne, how how is uh, Colton McKivitz and Brandon Ayuk on the same list here? Like, uh, it's tough, right? Because yeah. you know Brandon Ayuk is a snub. Like you, but it's tough. Brandon Ayuk is a snub, but to have Colton McKivitz on the list this is great. I mean, he's an alternate, just like Jake Brendel was an alternate last year, and people didn't really see what he was doing. But you know, on pass pro, he had a couple of bad weeks out there in the NFL. But overall. He's good enough to be a, a Pro Bowl alternate. Uh, and for those that don't know what that means, that if certain players don't uh, decide to, you know, participate, they be the next man up. So you got to congratulate him, man, regardless of this is his first year uh, starting uh, in, in, in this system. And you, you got to just congratulate not just him, but Chris Forster for having these guys up there. Uh, you know, two tackles. The 49ers tackles are Pro Bowl players this year. That's that's something we didn't think we'd see happen. But congratulations to Colton. And hopefully this is like a jolt of energy for him to go out there and strive and just to be better every year. You know what's funny, man, is, is I think Colton McKivitz, he's got one more year after this in contract, right? So the fact that he is uh, a Pro Bowler is going to boost his uh, salary requirements, not this year, not this coming year, but the year after that, man, he might have priced himself. I, I don't know, man. I'm going to be honest. I did not expect Colton McKivitz to price himself out uh, of the Niners. We'll see what happens. I expect him to go heavy in the draft after some tackles. But Rohan, correct me if I'm wrong, man. Did you say Aaron Banks' name at all? Yeah, he was uh, He was an alternate, I believe. Okay. Him and Jake Brendel and Colton McKivitz. Okay. Gotta right. credit Chris Forrester, man. That's yeah. A, he's Hell making a coach. Yeah. Yeah. The coach, you guys know the coach. He was on my show yesterday and he was at the game versus the commanders. And he was, he was watching the coach's coach on the sidelines. And he said Forrester is nonstop just coaching the hell out of these guys. Really? Yeah. Just nonstop. Like they can't even get away from this guy. He's coaching them so hard. So, yeah. Kasurik and Forrester, man, two really, really good. Um, position coaches real quick jack jacks knox says have a great show fellas uh thank you very hey, much Jax. we appreciate it um yeah man so let's i gotta i, I really gotta talk, talk about ba a little bit more than this because oh, please do this man hold on I, I got some 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 numbers i wanted to it's a pop-up so brandon Ayuk is number two graded wide receiver behind tyreek hill he's second in a receiving yards route run he's first in yards per catch and is probably the best blocking wide receiver in the league but they didn't give my man a pro he deserves to be in this in the pro bowl man i feel like he was snubbed Ro, who made it over him in the nfc what receivers made it over him yeah i mean nfc is all oh, sorry not nfc receiver is always a tough position there are a ton of talented receivers and i'm gonna i'm gonna give their props to the guys cd lamb and uh, what do you call it? C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown, they were the two starters at receiver. Mike Evans, Puka Nakua were both named as well as the four receivers. So all four of those players have had great seasons. Some are atop the league in receiving. I believe three of the four are ahead of Ayuk in receiving yards this season. And again, Pro Bowl is production. 
but if we're being honest, Pro Bowl is also about voting, and a lot of people vote for who they like, right? If we're talking about, uh, you know, statistics, Lamb is at 1,651 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, A.J. Brown, 1,447, seven touchdowns. Nakua, 1,445, five touchdowns. And then Mike Evans is at 1,233, 13 touchdowns. Ayuk's in the middle. He's at 1,317 yards. He has seven touchdowns. But I think the number one issue with this is when you look at the efficiency ratings, Brandon Ayuk is atop or second in almost every single rating behind Tyreek Hill, the number one guy in yards per route run. And when you look at Tyreek Hill's efficiency, it's pretty dang insane. I think it's the best of any receiver in a, in a single season. That's why he was considered for the MVP for certain portions of this year. So to me, it's you got to put Brandon Ayuk in. And one thing that I found interesting is on a national scale, Brandon Ayuk is being seen as one of the NFL's top Pro Bowl snubs. It's not just Niner fans or Niner people that think it. The entirety of the NFL complex, I mean, I was just looking at when I was looking for the, you know, who made the Pro Bowl and who didn't. Brandon Ayuk is among the top three in snubs across the NFL. And so that's kind of some, or across NFL media. And that's something that's intriguing. I think that he should have made it over Puka Nakua. I think Nakua had a great season. 1,445 yards, five touchdowns. But when you're talking about the efficiency matched with the touchdowns, the, the overall production matched with the fact that Brandon Ayuk, the reason he might not have as many receiving yards is because the 49ers don't throw the ball in the fourth quarter when they're up by 20 plus 15 plus points. I think yeah. that there's a good, good argument that Brandon Ayuk should be in there. Nakua should have been an alternate. What's your take on it, um, Breezy? Does B.A. deserve to be over some of these guys? Yeah, I mean, especially like Puka Nakua, um, you know, no disrespect to the rookie who had a tremendous rookie season. Uh, he's probably going to look to break the record uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. He literally needs like one catch for 28 yards. So I'm sure he's going to get that. Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, when I think about why Brandon Uke may have been snubbed is because they don't factor any of the stuff that Rohan just mentioned. <laughs> When it comes to voting, this is not like an MVP or best wide receiver in the league where you got to kind of like sit and look at all the stats. And I think the thing that hindered Brandon Ayuk the most was consistency because he's even though he's the number one receiver, he's not the number one guy. And all these guys that you mentioned on these teams are literally like the number one guy. Like you even Puka yeah. Nakua, like when Cooper Cup was out. Who did who did they go to? It was him, him, him. So consistency is what you saw. Mike Evans in Tampa, number one guy. AJ Brown in Philly, number one guy. Not now, but was the number one guy. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so that's what it is. And it's not that Brandon Ayuk isn't a top two receiver in the league. He's the number one receiver, obviously, in all those statistical categories. And the NFC, when we talk about Pro Bowl voting, the fans don't read all that stuff. They don't pay attention to all that stuff. And maybe this is something that the fans could start looking into when they start voting a little bit later. So a little work or we could do better with our job at promoting our players out there and saying, hey, man, efficiency over this, this over that. Brandon Ayuk will be a dominant receiver in the league for years to come. So he's snubbed now. But that but but I like it because he's yeah. only going to come out with a vengeance next season. And starting now. Vengeance. Yeah. Brandon yeah, with man. Avengers. That's the bright side of this. How does this work, man? Because I'm be I'm be real. I know the fans vote, but how else is the Pro Bowl decides? Is it strictly fan vote? 
No, so Pro Bowl, um, the way that it vote, I believe fans vote for the starter. Um, so in the in, when you look at Pro Bowl voting, um, you'll see that on the list there are a couple of players that are denoted as starters, and those are the top two. Uh, what do you call it? Those are the top two or top one at the position and things like that. And so that's where, you know, you'll see people make a starter or people be the starter over the backup. And then after that, I think it's a combination of things because I know the coaches do vote, uh, but it's a combination of things overall. But the the point is it's mainly fan vote dominated for important positions. And the one thing I will say about this I think Brandon Ayuk is going to come out stronger. I, I I don't think he's too phased overall, but he has a contract negotiation coming up. Pro Bowls matter, and you know those those accolades matter on contract negotiations because yeah. one thing that helped Debo Samuel get that bread was first team All Pro right before he got a you know a major contract extension. Agreed. Brandon Ayuk is not going to get that major accolade with the Pro Bowl when. Uh, you know, ahead of his contract, which is kind of unfortunate. He's an alternate, but he's not going to get, you know, like Ryan said earlier, when he's on the same list as Colton McKivitz, it doesn't hold as much weight as you'd hope it would for the Pro Bowl in terms of the alternates. But there's a variety of ways that things vote, but a lot of people don't really like, you know, you're placing the fan vote and you're putting people's money on the line for it. So that's, that's, you know, an area of debate. I got I got more questions for you guys in regards to BA and and contract stuff. But before we go there, let's stick to the script. Is there anyone else that you feel like was snubbed from this breezy? Uh, I mean, when you look at the linebacker list, you can argue and say that maybe Drake Greenlaw could have been over Bobby Wagner, but Bobby Wagner is still playing like elite football. He didn't play it against us, but he's still playing elite football out there so i can see why the fans he's been in the league for a long time so i can see why he was probably voted uh in that list whereas greenlaw is always number two to fred warner so it's 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 you see greenlaw i mean you see fred warner and then it's greenlaw even though we the faithful know how much value greenlaw brings to this organization and to the and on the football field i just don't think the popular the population sees it in the same way so it's it's fred warner everything and then Greenlaw's like that that trusty sidekicks like batman and robin so yeah he, he got robbed where and 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 you look at you know the the seattle seahawks with bobby wagner who's the other linebacker i mean it's him and, and jordan brooks and so they went with the guy that they're most familiar with who's still playing at a high level so you can say he got snubbed but i kind of understand why um he's not a starter and he's more of a he's a pro bowl alternate I'm gonna I'm gonna give Jerry Greenlaw some a stupid recommendation here. I feel like he needs to uh, turn up a celebration or something. Like he needs because right he just breaks the dude <laughs> off, gets up, and walks away. I need you to do a little celebration afterwards, man. That'll help you with the fans. Nah, man. he'll probably that, draw a 15 get... yard penalty for excessive <laughs> yeah. celebrate because they just yeah. like to call flags on him. And I, listen, I love the way he plays, bro. Uh, I don't want him to take any energy. Don't take anything out of the way he does. If you get a flag, you get a flag. But man, he's he is definitely the like that the heartbeat of that defense, man. They they flow and they play with the energy the way he comes out there. So it's unfortunate he got snubbed. Yeah, I agree. It, it, Rohan, what do you think about Mitch Wisnowski not not making it? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna point to two different guys that I think could have made an argument, could have had an argument. Wisnowski was one of them. Um, mm. Wisnowski is a guy who 
quietly, I mean, nobody really thinks about punters, right, in their punter seasons. But Wisniewski is a guy who's quietly had a pretty darn good season. And oh, overall, yeah. I think that he would have had, you know, an argument for it. Uh, Dallas's punter, Brian Anger, they have some good special teams because they also have Brandon Aubrey out there who's uh, starting there. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad at all to see Wish Mitch Wisniewski on this list. I'm going to shy away from Joy Greenlaw. I don't. Uh, I think Joy Greenlaw is a good player. I don't think he should have made the Pro Bowl this year. I do think that there are some good linebackers in the NFC that could have made it over Bobby Wagner. Wagner, more of a household name, but still playing good, but more of a household name overall. Um, the other guy I want to share some love to, who I think could have had a chance prior to his injury, is Ark Armstead. I think Armstead um, had a, has had a pretty solid season. He's a guy who's kind of gone under the radar, doesn't really make the Pro Bowl much, still looking to make his first Pro Bowl. The injury really derailed things, and if we're being honest, defensive line is extremely talented. You're talking about guys like Aaron Donald and Dexter Lawrence who will make the All-Pro list that are first team or that are you know two of the three uh, defensive tackles on the list. Javon Hargrave obviously is the other one, but I wouldn't have minded to see. Ark Armstead on that list had he continued his trajectory and not been hurt. Yeah, and real quick, uh, two Cowboys fans tapping in too, and so you know it's you know there's no bias here. The first one says, as a Cowboys fan, I think Dre Greenlaw should have made the Pro Bowl. He was a snub too. Also, my boy, who I grew up with, uh, Cowboys fan says I put BA, BA over Puka, man. And those are those are Cowboys fans talking. Um, but but let, let's keep it real, man. This stuff is fun to talk about, and it's good to they get their accolades, but. I mean, and, and I'm happy for him. But to be real, I don't really care about Pro Bowls. Like, I, I do like talking about it. It's an interesting talking point. But the real thing is the success of this season so far and the success of this franchise moving forward. Uh, in relation to B.A., since we were talking about him, I do have this question for you. Uh, B.A. is due for a contract. I want to get your take, uh, Wayne. Do you think B.A. is going to be back? Are they going to be able to work out a contract situation with him? What's going to happen? Yeah, the Niners, they, the Niners like to keep the homegrown talent on this roster like they they kind of figure out ways and the Niners are like notorious in finding ways to just to do so you know you talked about Brandon Ayuk not making the Pro Bowl I wonder why you know what I'm saying you gotta you gotta start thinking about the long term and, and the mm, contract situation I, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. uh look we we grew up watching football all our lives right we go back to the 80s eras we didn't really pay too much attention to what was going on like in the front office and things like that but i can tell you the last decade the new england patriots were like the the kings of the nfl and i'm never everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Forget Wes Walker in an interview coming out speaking on how he didn't reach his contract incentive numbers, but they did it on purpose. Like Tom Brady was told not to throw him the ball. And he was That's like crazy. the leader in receptions that year. And all he had to do was get like 122. I think he had like 116 or something. Like it was so close. And because of that, they can negotiate. Now, I'm not saying the Niners are that that type of team. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's business. And mm -hmm. a lot of us don't want to talk about the business side of it. But for Brandon Ayuk, I, 
you win a championship here. You can tell he loves the culture. I feel like he's accepted if he's number one, number five. I don't think it matters. It kind of looks like, you know, he, he he's going to go out there and, and perform each and every week. Now, if there's other teams that's going to offer him money, that's another conversation to have. But I think the Niners try to keep him in here and they try to build an incentive based type of contract to where he could continue to work. And believe it or not, those are the best contracts for both sides, because you have to go out there and you have to perform and you have to do this and you have to do that. And then the team, it helps the team in the long run, too. And you keep this Super Bowl contending team together for years to come. So I think they figure it out. You know, I think they figure out how to keep Brandon Ayuk here. I think he wants to be here, not speaking for him, but I just feel he wants to be here. He has a great quarterback. He has a great counterparts. I think the, I think he's homegrown, and this is where he'll be. Ro, how does it work, man, with, with B.A.? Do the 49ers have, like, the first right? Like, you're better at this contract stuff than me. They have the first right for to him, right? So what does that mean exactly? They could franchise tag him, right? That's one thing they could do. Um, or they could – do they have they have the option of matching any offer? How to, Explain it how it works in the offseason for B.A. Yeah. So Brandon Ayuk right now is still under contract for one more year. They, uh, you know, they approved the fifth-year option. So he's got one more year technically on his contract, but usually – that fourth year, regardless of whether you're a, a guy on a five-year deal or sorry, you're, you're a first-round pick or not, that fourth year is usually where San Francisco looks to make an extension. They did the same with Nick Bosa. They've done the same with a lot of their top players that were first-round picks that were able to get extensions. And mm. so to me, right now, Brandon Ayuk, he's probably your number one priority. Uh, I mean, he has to be. And I've done a lot of thinking over the numbers and things like that, trying to see how do the 49ers fit this in to extend their championship window into 2024. Because I've said before, I don't believe the Niners would win a Super Bowl in 2023, which means you want to extend your window one more year. And there, it is possible. I mean, a lot of people will look at the amount of major contracts on one team and think it's not possible. But with the way that the 49ers will likely you know, structure the contract, it is possible to do to hold your team or core of the team together for one more season because Ayuk's cap hit right now I think is scheduled to be around 12 million or or whatever it might be 12 to 17 million dollars for the the fifth year option that kind of contract is uh, finalized later on in the year it's going to be around 12 to 17 million dollars that cap hit is going to decrease likely upon you know an extension for 2024 right? And so yeah. while Debo Samuel has a high cap hit for 2024, Ayuk's cap hit shouldn't be as high, and they all kind of equalize each other out. 2025, however, would then be a decision-making time because when you mm -hmm. make extensions, you're not making them for one year in mind. You're making them for three years in mind, knowing what you have to do to try and figure out your contract situation because Ayuk's cap hit in 2025, which would be the first true year of his extension, would then kick in and you would see a significant spike. Debo yeah. Samuel, on the other hand, would still be making around $24.5 million on his cap hit, but his guaranteed money would be much, much less, making his contract movable. So the decision the 49ers have to make when they are offering an extension to Brandon Ayuk is essentially choosing one receiver over the other. Otherwise, they're going to have to make heavy moves elsewhere in 2025 to accommodate for both of their receivers. Now, I think the decision has become a little more clouded. I personally would still go with the initial plan that I suggested, which is extending Brandon Ayuk, 
trading Debo Samuel in 2025, not 24. However, Debo Samuel has had a resurgence this season. He is obviously well-loved in San Francisco. And if you could find a way to make his contract cheaper the second way around, you might find, you know, a, a bit of a, re a resolution there where you might get a receiver who you believe to be at a high caliber at a cheaper cost, knowing that the receiver market right now is continuing to explode and explode. Yeah. Moreover, first round talent at receiver continues to get more and more because there's a lot of young receivers coming out of the draft that are ex extremely, extremely talented. Yeah. And real quick, Dave says, morning guys, Ryan, you owe me. That's right, man. I owe you. I missed a super chat at the end there, man. So I'm going to watch, I'm going to monitor the chat, man. Any, any comment you make, I'm going to pop it in here for free for you, man. Thank you for being here, Dave. Um, Wayne, I did read an article this morning that said the Jaguar, it was like a trade scenario with the Jaguars for BA. So the question is, will you be back next year? Obviously he can play next year at that $12 million cap hit, but it benefits the Niners to restructure them and make it cheaper. But here's a question. Are, would they consider trading this guy? I hope not, but they did it to Buckner. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but now you're trying to add in another young receiver. It's going to take years to learn the system. I don't care if you get him in the first round. I don't care if he's the first pick. I, it doesn't matter. Okay. He has to fit Kyle Shanahan. Unless Kyle Shanahan, and, and you know, Kyle Shanahan doesn't have the opportunity to, you know, coach that senior bowl, which is where he finds all the majority of his players uh, that he wants. Right. And so now you're, you're hoping you bank on something like that. I don't know. I know it's hard and everything that Rohan, Rohan put out there as far as the contract situation and who you're going to move and who can you renegotiate? Who can you restructure? I feel like the Niners are great at restructuring, but it's really up to the players but I don't think they want to trade Brandon Ayuk. I, you you, you thought you? about doing it prior when there were specific players coming out the draft. There's only one, two receivers next year that you could possibly want that can replace a Brandon Ayuk and his caliber. It'll be Marvin Harrison and I think the kid from from Washington, right? And so, like, those are some really good kids. Not saying that there aren't better receivers out there, but there's no one that's gonna do what Brandon Ayuk does. And you need a blocker. I don't think you. I don't think you move up. I don't think you trade him if you could find a way to keep him uh you find a way to, to fit in the contract and the structure of the salary cap and all that good stuff and his his hits don't hit to a, a year or two from now i think the niners are not going to look to trade brandon i you i don't even think they look to trade Debo samuel um but there's some other players that may be may be movable uh at the time but no yeah. the ba is going nowhere I, I agree, man, because the thing the thing about AUK is he does literally everything right. Like, everything. Everything, man. There's no, there's no real weakness to this guy's game. It's, even in the offseason, the way he conducts himself, he comes in the training camp 100% ready to go. He dominates training camp. He's, you know, blocking everybody. Like, he does everything good, man. This isn't the kind of player you trade, and I've been saying that. Hopefully, they don't do that. I know there's a lot of rumors out there, but hopefully that's not the case. Dave Barclay says, keep please keep Ayuk somehow. He learned our system. Yeah, I, I think they do, man. That would be crazy to me if they, they got rid of him. Real quick before we dive into something else, uh, Jason says now I got to have Flav on my show. So Flav and I made a bet that um, it was in June, something like that, before they traded Trey. Uh, he wasn't willing to bet that that Sam Darnold would be QB2 over Trey, but he bet that, that Darnold would start more games than Trey this year. And then they end up trading Trey. So Donald's gonna start this week. This I feel week, like that so. bet should be off because it, it the the power of the trade was not in your powers. 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you didn't know he was going to, no one knew he was going to be traded. Yeah. So I feel like that bet should be null and voided. Y'all should rebet. Also, because Sam is starting week 18. He's starting well, the. Well, that's, you know, you're right. But that's way. not why. Like, if Trey was mm-hmm. still on the roster and it happened, then yeah, you lose the bet. But Trey's not yeah. on the roster. It is what it is, man. I'm going to keep a man of my word, but uh, I don't think it's going to go you. smooth. I don't think it's going to go as smooth for Flav as he thinks coming on the show, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, all right, man. A bet let's is a bet. A bet yeah, is a bet. That is a bet. A so bet I'm going to have bet. him on my show. Now, how the show goes for him, that's a different uh, That's a different situation. But actually, I don't hate Flav, man. I hate his takes, but I don't hate Flav. He, he, he's actually not a bad person. Gotcha. Um, all right, man. Divisional opponents. Mm. This has been on my mind. Like, who the hell in the Niners going to play? in the divisional round, right? And, you know, I do want to talk about the Rams game if we've got enough time, but really this game kind of irrelevant. What Everyone's thinking about the postseason, man. Who, Wayne, who do you think is going to emerge? Who do you not want to emerge? Or do you care? Or what's your thoughts on the divisional round? Um, There's only one team that the Niners haven't played. That's the Detroit Lions. So that would be yeah. the unknown, right? Like, how will the Lions and, – and, and I'm going to be honest, not I'm not – first of all, I'm not scared of any one of these teams. If the Niners are what they need to be, they will do what they need to do against any team in the NFC, hands down, and in the AFC. The Niners come out and do what they need to do. But when you look at the Detroit Lions, you know that you're going to get 60 minutes of nonstop football. Like, they're going to go for it on every fourth down. They don't care if it's fourth and 36. They'll fake a punt, and you're just like, Damn. So, like, you just got to be mentally prepared for a coach like Dan Campbell who just doesn't give a care. Like, he don't <laughs> – He he's just going to come – he is going to take risks. He's going to gamble. And then sometimes, and most of the time he can get his players to play right. But they don't – they're not a threat to me other than their tight end and Sam LaPorter. And I know the Niners aren't the worst in defending tight ends, but I feel like they forget about the tight end position every single week. It's an explosive play. Next thing you know, teams are in games. Um – but nah, man, like I don't want to really face another div- I don't want to face a divisional opponent in the divisional round. <laughs> like so yeah. if we could not see the Rams, that would be dope. I I, yeah. I want the I'm hoping the Rams get eliminated. I I'm not a fan of three times playing a team in one season. Never been. Wasn't a fan last year when we had to face the Seahawks again, even though we took care of the business. Uh, but it, you know, it's just I just don't want to see the Rams. But again, I don't think the Niners have to worry about any of these teams. All they got to do is show up and put out and execute. They'll be just fine. Yeah, you bring up the the Lions, man. I I kind of made the reference to um, I always forget this, this guy's name is so hard for me to remember. But there's a basketball player. He bought he brought the gun into the locker room. I forget his name. John Morant. No, he brought no. it in the locker room. It back in. You talking about Gilbert Arenas? Oh, Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas. He's got a video about like it's, he's referring to basketball and like coaching your players and stuff like that. But he does he ultimately asks this question, which is, what's scarier, a pit bull on a leash or a pit bull off the leash? And these lions remind me of a pit bull off the leash because they're just whatever. They don't give a damn. They'll take risks, and sometimes that'll hurt them. Like we saw it hurt them in the Cowboys game, right? Right. But sometimes that could just be what you need to get over the hump. So yeah, the, the 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 Lions are kind of that pit bull off a leash, the, the wild card in it. And I hear you. I also don't really want to see the Rams, like you said. Uh, I do have a little PTSD of kicking the Rams' ass all throughout the regular season, <laughs> but then losing it in, in the playoffs. 
Um, but again, I, I think you're right. But you know, it's, Matt Stafford is just so damn good, man. Like you never, you know, a, a really good quarterback can just take over the entire game. Rohan, who is it, man? The possibilities right now, as as it stands right now, before this weekend's games, it's what the Buccaneers, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Lions, and the Rams. Those are the possibilities, correct? Right. Yeah. How do you think it works out? Like Wayne said, I'll preface it with this. I don't think the 49ers should really be worried with any team in the NFC. Um, do I think that that means that they will ultimately win every game? I don't know. I mean, anything can happen, but I think that they'll likely be pretty strong favorites in uh, whatever game that they play, at least four or five point favorites, regardless of who they play. But I think right now when it, uh, when it boils, what it boils down to, there are two really likely options. I think Philadelphia and I think Los Angeles. Those are the two most realistic options in my eyes. I like Green Bay. I, I, I do. I envision them getting the seventh seed. They'll likely play Dallas because if Dallas wins this weekend Green against Bay. Washington, Dallas yeah. is the two seed. I like Green Bay. I think that they could put up a fight. I'm just not there yet in terms of picking them over Dallas overall as a complete team with the talent that Dallas has. But I do think that the Rams are fully – a team that can upset the Detroit Lions. I think when you, especially when it comes down to the playoffs, quarterback play is extremely important. Matthew Stafford, in my opinion, right now is the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, I've said it for a couple of weeks. I think I'm going to continue to say it through these playoffs. I think Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the NFC right now. Um, and I, I think that his season reflects that, especially coming back from injury. And so I think the Rams right now are our are, are threat um, in terms of the guys that we will play. But with Dallas potentially getting the two seed, the Niners could also set up to face the Philadelphia Eagles if all favorites win in the divisional because the Eagles would be relegated to the five seed if they don't if Dallas doesn't lose and they don't win this week because of their blunder against the Arizona Cardinals last week. Not only did that blunder cost them the potential of earning the number one seed, but it also cost them the potential of winning their division. And so right now, you could see an Eagles- 49ers showdown for the first time in this renewed or renewed rivalry recently at Levi Stadium. I think that those are your two most realistic options. And I don't know which team you'd prefer necessarily. I think the Eagles match up better against the 49ers than the Rams do. I, I do think the Eagles match up better. But like Wayne said, you're seeing the Rams for a third time. That is not usually a good thing. I don't really count this time, though, uh, the Week 18, because it's not really talent versus talent in terms of your top talent versus your top talent. And yeah, you know, I Kyle said he's going to have a vanilla game plan. He said both teams will probably have a vanilla game plan in this one. Because no Cooper Cup, no Kyron Williams, because the Rams don't really care if they win or lose this game, which makes, you know, you could see the Rams also drop to seven and the Packers go up if the Packers win and the Rams lose. So there are, there's a lot of different ways, but I think right now the most realistic is Rams versus 49ers or Eagles versus 49ers. Wayne, what about Dave Barclay's question? So we just, we talked about it, but who would you rather see, L.A. or Detroit? If you had to pick one divisional round opponent, who, who, would, you, who would you choose? Well, give me L.A. Uh, give me L.A. Again, Detroit's the unknown. And, and, and you know, at least you know L.A., you know Sean McVay, you know the tendencies, you know he's going to try to come out and hit you with a curveball. You kind of know the players. Debo is an L.A. killer. Uh, I hope that, that doesn't hurt your show. But, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like, that, like yeah. that. give me L.A. Um, it's something about Detroit that I don't like. I don't mind seeing them in the NFC Championship game uh, because I, you know, 
that would be that would be actually that would be kind of iconic for Detroit to make it. But I don't yeah. think Detroit's going to get past the Rams because Matthew Stafford is going to probably serve them on a platter. Like that's his old team. Like, nah, yeah. that ain't going to happen. Ooh, but yeah, that'd be a good game. I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I. Yeah. But but like Rohan said, the Rams the Rams would have wouldn't they have to beat us to stay at the six seed or or there's there's technical to ways that other teams would would win and bump. Yeah, it down they got to beat us. And Green Bay's got to lose to Chicago. Um, so it's an and Seattle's got to win. If, okay. No. So if they beat us, they're they're the six seed. But they're if the they lose to us, then, then they Green need Bay a Green has Bay to, loss against Chicago and a go. Seattle win. There you go. So yeah, yeah. GTC says Rams are concerned with speed. No, no concerns. GTC, no, no concerns. GTC's my guy though. Hey man, I got a question for y'all. We got a few minutes left. We got Sam Donald loading for this Sunday, man. Starting. Quarterback, man. I'll tell you, Sam Darnold's gonna throw 315 yards, <laughs> three touchdowns. Yeah. I can feel it. I can feel yeah. it. It's a Sam Darnold game. Don't forget the interception. You gotta you, you gotta I didn't want to put the intercept, but if you want to go ahead and preface, <laughs> usually when you throw three touchdowns and five interceptions, you don't worry about the interceptions. But yeah. it's gonna be there's gonna be an interception. Yeah, Dude, man. how did he drop the ball? On the last, like Sam Darn, like he drops back. This is the last game. He mm. drops back. This was a a sack that shouldn't have happened. It is not even on the offensive line. I just want to know, did was he trying to pump fake or or what? But how does the ball literally just slip out of his hand? Like I'm just yeah. Only saying. If you look at his history, man, the guy fumbles the rock. I honestly, I didn't like the play call to be real. Like run that. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't like it, but. <laughs> I wanted to see if he can execute it. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you, who are you guys looking to see this this weekend? Or, you know, it's it's basically somewhat of a preseason game. They, they don't have enough players on the roster to just sit all the starters, so it's not going to be all backups out there. But out of the guys that we haven't been able to see much of this year that are going to be playing this year, who are you looking forward to? Ooh, go ahead, Rohan. You can go first on this one. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of your chance for – rookies right the guys that really don't get much pt to go out there and play and you might not see a lot or you might not see you know full-on starters out at every position you probably don't have the depth to do that specifically at offensive line but mm -hmm. this is a chance for the 49ers to see younger players well at receiver you've got the guys like ronnie bell i do want to see Jawan jennings Look, get a few snaps, get his feet back, you know, after uh, the, missing a few games with concussion protocol. I do want to see him get in there a little bit just to embrace the physicality just bef before he heads into the playoffs. I think that those two guys are guys that I want to see. This is a game, though. You might see J.P. Mason get a lot of carries. That's a guy who we haven't seen get, you know, a big load in a specific game. Yeah. That's a guy I want to see Jordan Mason get, the, uh, you know, get the ball. And then defensively, there are a lot of young talent that you really haven't seen much this year. I mean, we haven't talked at all about guys like Drake Jackson, Kalia Davis, you know, th those guys at all. Um, who knows what future is there for Drake Jackson in San Francisco overall. But, you know, you have some of those guys that are usurped behind the strong talent at defensive line. You can see on defensive end and at defensive tackle overall. At corner, though, I think is where I'm most intrigued. A guy who I liked in the draft was Daryl Luter. Um, this is probably going to be a chance for him to shine a little bit more because we found out there's no Amory Thomas. I don't envision Charverius Ward and um, or I, I don't know if Ward plays at all. 
I don't think Lenore, if he plays, would play the whole game uh, for sure. And so that would allow younger guys like Daryl Luter to potentially get in there. Luter, Womack, you might see that as the cornerback duo against whoever the Rams put out there. I think that that would be, you know, those guys are guys I'm looking for. And uh, so those two, I think you, you'd like to see play. And then at linebacker, those are where you got some young guys too. D winners, Shalen Graham. Um, you know, it's it's just extended action for guys who really haven't seen much time and likely won't see much PT in the playoffs at all. Wayne, who, you, who do you want to look? Who, who yeah, look I, I, I'm I'm going to go with the vets. You know, uh, I, I'm I'm going to go with Sebastian Joseph Day. I want to see what he can do on the inside. At 11 snaps last game, will he get 30 snaps this game? You know, he's typical three four defensive uh tackle uh and and now he's in a 4-3 system so i want to see what he does uh i also want to see logan ryan out there again i want to see him starting will they put him at the free safety spot now that Deshaun gibson is dealing with the uh the quad strain and 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 things like that and will they move isaiah oliver to the strong safety spot so i, I want to see these guys out there um as well and and my obvious guy you know no one's mentioning him and that's fine because i get it but i want to see sam darnold I want to see why they sign him in the offseason and can he go out there and win a game against the twos. I, I don't at, if anything was to happen to Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold would be the man and we would have no choice but to be all in on him. So I want to see what he goes out there. Can he execute? Can he extend plays? Can he make the right plays? Can he make the right reads? Does he not turn the ball over? Uh, like I just want to see how well Sam Darnold adapts to the game in a real live game not just coming in but now as the starter so i don't care if he's playing against the twos the threes the fours the fives i want him to go out there and lead this team and so that's what i'm looking for as well as all the rookies that uh rohan mentioned i think this is going to be a great game of you know just seeing how these players um have been practicing all season long uh and, and if i had to pick a rookie though i want to see Braden willis I want to see him though hey, in the passing stole, game. That was mine, man. You stole oh my, yeah, shoot, that's, my that's, bad. No, no my bad. you're good. No, my I'm bad. Just, my sure, bad. I'm go ahead. Hey, whoa, whoa, tag no, team. No, no. there you go. <laughs> hey, for real though. No, I was joking, but that's that's who I want to see. I want to see Braden Willis, man. I haven't seen him all year, man. Like we've seen him a little bit on special teams, but we haven't seen him. You know, we haven't seen him make any plays as a tight end. So you were right, and I also agree with your Sam Darnold take. Like that is huge because if something happens to Brock, man, that's the next man up. We want to see the greatest arm talent in 49ers quarterback history. We want to see the next Steve Young. This is the stuff we've been hearing. This is the reason why they traded Trey Lance, because Sam Donald was better supposedly than him. So I definitely want to see what Sam Donald can do. So, yeah, you're dead on on that. Um, also, I don't know if you guys – did you guys mention Bill? I want to see Bill. Yeah, on the D-line. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see that. Um, I, I do. I got um, Marco backstage. I think David Lichty's coming on. As well, Marco, hit up Davis. See where he is at, if you don't mind, sir. Um, but I want to one more time. Let's plug you guys' channels because you guys do great work. Uh, Rohan, give us the name of the channel one more time so everybody can subscribe to your channel. Yeah, you look at my name on the screen, Rohan Chakravarti. You can see me on YouTube. You can see me on Twitter. Uh, would appreciate a follow. You know, we go live a couple of times a week, including on Thursdays with Ryan. You can also find me at Niners Nation. I write a couple of articles there a week as well. You should change your name to Rohan the Great. I think that's more catchy. And that fitting. is really dope. Uh, that yeah. when I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne, man, give everyone uh, the channel again, man. I'm sure they, they already subscribe. Give them the channel one more time. Yeah, please, man. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe to at the Wayne Breezy or at the Wayne Breezy. Everything will pop up. It's, it's the same on all the social media platforms. And I'll be headed over there in, in about 15 minutes. We're going to do the, the Madden 
week 18 simulation. So that's that oh, should yeah, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I just got to figure fun. out all the players that are going to be out. I'm going to put all the backups in. That's what it's going to be. Backup backup game. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, man. You Make sure you guys go check out both these guys. Subscribe to both of them if you're not already. Uh, Wayne, we got to get you back on, man. I love it when you're on. And Rohan, we will see Appreciate you again uh, next week, I'm sure. Uh, but, yeah, man, thank you guys so much. All right, man. Peace out. All hey, right, see, man. man. That's Rohan and Wayne. Let me pop on the stage. Our guy, Clutch Gene, Yo, Sports Marco up, Martinez. Man? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Can you hear me well? My my mic is completely down. Broke it. All right, uh, we hear you good, it. man. We hear you For good. Sure. You got the beanie on. We're, we're matching. It looks good. Uh, before we dive in here, man, let's uh, check out these super chats. Let's dive into them. Sorry if I'm if some of these are meant for the guys that just left. I apologize. But Dave Barkley, 999, says, I meant who do you want to see play each other? Not Niners. First round of playoffs, who do you want to watch play each other? I think that Rams-Lions game is good because, like Breezy brought up, that's Matt Stafford versus his old team. I think that's going to be interesting. What about you, Marco? You got somebody? Storyline, that's the best one storyline, but I kind of want to see the Rams go up against the, the Cowboys. I think that would be an interesting game just because you kind of get to see how good the Rams and Cowboys really are. I mean, I think they, the Rams try to do what the Niners do. They try to run the ball. They try to get after the quarterback. Um, the sky's a lot of, of coverages. So it kind of gives you a nice little example game of what you might see from the Niners and Cowboys if the Cowboys are the two seed. makes it a little bit easier for them to get to the NFC Championship. So I kind of want to see Rams-Cowboys. Didn't they play already once this year? I'm trying to figure it. out what – the outcome was of that game didn't they play on my tripping already let me see i want to see what the outcome of that game was if they played I, i'm pretty sure they had to right because yeah they did so cowboys beat the crap out of them on october 29th but that was a long time ago and the rams have been clicking since it was 43 20 um in dallas uh i believe and dallas is really good at home so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that but yeah since that game the rams have went on a tear um mm-hmm. So it's it's a different Rams team now compared to back then. So yeah, that's definitely going to be interesting to see. And Dave, sorry, I, I you had to super chat again to get the proper answer from me, man. Uh, did David hit you up by the way, bro? Yeah, he said he's uh, he had to run home to grab his computer. I guess his internet at uh, his work is malfunctioning, so he went to get a different computer to see if that works. The, the damn public school system, man. You know how it is. Hey, Edgar Asali, hopefully I'm saying your name right, gave us a super sticker for $2, man. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you very much. GTC says, butt fumble next from Sam Darnold, prop bet. Butt fumble next from, oh, Sam Darnold, butt fumble. <laughs> Dang. Don't do, don't do Sammy like that. Sammy D. Uh, Dave Barclay says, hope Mason balls out. I yell for him every game. Yeah, we're going to get to see a lot of Jordan Mason this week, man. And I... I have a feeling he's gonna he's gonna get a hundred yards. Jordan they should Mason. roll, but they should roll with. I don't I don't think they should play Jordan Mason. I think they should let uh, Elijah Mitchell get to cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. Reason is is in the playoffs. I want to see a heavy dose of CMC and Elijah Mitchell. If you're running the ball forty times, you're yeah. giving Mitchell twelve carries, and if he's playing how he played last week, I think it makes the 49ers offense that much harder to stop. Is there any fear about? You know, Elijah Mitchell, man, like I, I hate to say this, knock on wood, but is there any fear of, you know, him getting injured if you do that? I mean, if he gets injured, he gets injured. I mean, like Fred Warner said, I'm I'm, I'm in the Fred Warner stance of you can't play scared. You can't coach scared. You can't coach in fear of someone getting injured. For example, we could they're practicing right now. They could get injured at practice. Like 
If you yeah. step on a field and you're ever worried about an injury, you're going to get injured. Like, that's literally the mentality of the game. So yeah. I'm not really too worried of, like, oh, what if this player gets injured? Like, it's part of the game. Like, if they could get injured at practice during the bye week. They're either going to have two practices, and then they're going to have the rest of the week off. So yeah. I'm not too worried about injuries like that. That's not my mentality. That's a smart way to, to approach it. Dave also says, that's who I want to see most of the Rams and the Lions. Yeah, man, that would be the best storyline. He also says, high expectations between golf and staff. Oh, you know what, man? I didn't even think about that. They just, I didn't even think about the golf side. I'm tripping. They just switched quarterbacks. That yeah. is a great storyline, man. I got to see that. that. Imagine winning that game, whether you're golf or Stafford. That's got to be a good feeling. So there's extra motivation. But the thing is, I would prefer golf to win it than than Stafford because golf was shipped off and they wrote him off. They completely did him wrong. Like they paid him and then they realized, oh shit, he's not the answer. Take mm -hmm. him off to to Detroit to die. Like that's literally what they were hoping for. Like he goes in, in into the sunset and dies off into the sunset. Instead, he went. He's re resurrected his career. I mean, mm -hmm. like, look at him. He's over there. They, the first year they were terrible. Second yeah. year they started picking it up. This year won their division. Uh, one like they're three seed right now. I hope I, if they play, I hope golf wins just because of that storyline. You know who has been the most consistent quarterback in the NFL over the last two years? I would say golf, probably golf. just because yeah, just because of the, of the offense they have. Golf man, his yard his yards are, this year top five. His yards last year, top five. And it's weird because last year the top five is completely different from this year, top five yards, right? But there's one guy that has been consistent both years, Jared Goff, man. Uh, it, it's, you know, a lot of credit due to, um, uh, you know, the consistency of that offensive coordinator up there in life. His name slips my mind right now, but he's doing a great job with that play calling. He's perfect offense for Jared Johnson? Goff. Ben Johnson, thank you very much. And he's yeah, phenomenal. Going, yeah, he's he's been doing great, man. He's probably going to be, what do you think, he's going to head coach next year? He should have been a head coach this year, but, yeah, definitely guaranteed head coach. If someone doesn't hire him, I'd be shocked. Like, that's, that should be the – if I'm the L.A. Chargers, I'm calling Ben Johnson up right away. Calling Ben yeah. Johnson, and then I'm getting on the phone, and I'm calling Adam Peters and saying, make the move down south. You stay in California, nice, beautiful weather, and you hire Ben Johnson and Adam Peters as your as – your, offensive coordinator and GM or head coach and GM. Yeah. And why am I surprised this guy over here is late? Why am I not surprised? Man, I, is my, is my volume sound okay? You're you good. sound like you're in a cave, but it's kind of dope. All right. <laughs> I even went home and got my nice laptop, my yeah. nice camera and found out that uh, the stream yard is blocked, but I'm not on the clock. I'm on my lunch. So I figured I'll work around. So I, I made it. Wait, well, so you're not working you while you're on the that. clock. You know, me and Ryan are working while we're on the clock. You got to make sure you're on the clock while you're working. No, man, that's a good way for me to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> are you tenured? Oh, yeah, I'm tenured. You're good, bro. Don't even worry about it. You're good. <laughs> you can't get fired you can't when you're tenured you. as a teacher in this in this country. Yeah. Uh, Dave Barkley also says, I agree. No matter the outcome, Hope Golf wins. Dave, thank you so much for all the super chats, man. You, you, you are the guy, man. I really appreciate you always uh, supporting the channel. And I saw your comment last night on Grant's show. And much appreciated, dude. Thank you for the support, man. Really, I really appreciate it. Let me ask David, man. You just pulled up in the building. Uh, who do you want to see for the 49ers in week 18? I asked Wayne and, and Rohan. They just left. But is there somebody on your mind that you really just want to watch in this game? That I want to watch from the 49ers standpoint? Yeah, like somebody that we probably don't get to see typically. Yeah, I mean, 
boy. Sam I, Donald, I, is that your boy? Or what are you looking yeah. for? Sammy or yeah. is there I'm, someone I, else? I'll say this. I don't know if it's one particular player, but I'm just interested to see a lot of these guys that are going to come in and get minutes. So Jair Brown's going to be out. Uh, I'm interested to see. And again, we're going to get reps against the Rams second teamers. It looks like for the most part. Um, yeah. But I'm interested to see what that secondary looks like as they're resting starters. I'm, I'm interested to see because Ambry's going to be out. Uh, Jair's going to be out. Tayshawn Gibson's going to be out. Um, that's going to be a kind of a skeleton crew there in the secondary. And just see, I mean, if getting some of those live reps, I mean, who is, I mean, what does the starting lineup look like in the secondary on, on, on Sunday? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, you know, another guy, I don't think I, I brought up, maybe I did my memory shot at this at this point in my life. Jason Barrett, man, I want to see him get some some work. He, he had that one. I know he played a little bit, but he had the one, um, you know, he got beat for a touchdown. It wasn't a horrible coverage but against the Ravens, but he had to stick with them too long, turned his head, and, and they scored a touchdown. I don't want that to be Jason Barrett's experience this year. I want to see him, you know, uh, revitalize himself. Uh, Jason Barrett's a guy I'm pulling for, man, because of everything he's been through. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Um, but, yeah, I think Sam Donald takes the cake as far as, like, who I want to see. I want to see the greatest arm talent in the history of the 49ers and the oh, next yeah. Steve Young embodied into Sam Darnold. I want to see what that looks like, man. I, I do. What do you guys think this game's going to look like? I know it's obviously it's hard to predict a game like this, but it's a vanilla game plan. According to Kyle Shannon, he says he thinks the Rams and he, th- he knows he is going to have a vanilla game plan because they don't want to show their cards if they meet in the divisional round. Um, Marco's shaking his head. What's it's up? The stupidest thing I've heard. Vanilla game plan, bro. There's tape out there already. What the fuck are we doing? Like, sorry for the the the, the f bomb, but like, it sounds ridiculous saying that. And the reason why I say that, like, bro, there's 16 games worth of game film. You really think the Rams and and the and the the Niners aren't looking at those weeks and like, actually, we played each other already once. Like, you think that like there's game film already? You you already showed your cards when you played them. Like, there's. I don't get that. It makes no sense to say you're going to have a vanilla. Call your game. Call yeah. your game for Sam. And like, I agree with I agree with Marco because what happens? Like heaven forbid, if if Brock got hurt, right? You need to have live reps and what you're doing and like. And and Kyle's already said in practice they're going to go same in practice except like, the same pace in practice, but yet uh, they're going to split reps and then closer to it they're going to give what you know. I think today and tomorrow. You're going to get Sam getting pretty much all the reps. So my whole thing is like, if you're, if you're doing that, you should be doing a game plan that is exa- like Marco just said. I, I and Marco and I might disagree on Jesse. Like uh, resting starters. My whole thing is, it's now an 18 week season, 17 game season. I feel like this team in particular could use that recovery. I also completely understand the argument of keeping guys in rhythm and routine, especially when you know you're going to have another week off coming up. That being said, I think that. Because of that, you don't want to go just vanilla, whatever that even means, right? You you need to be in the flow and have these guys ready to step in if they need to. And I think if you if you're going to stunt your game plan just because you have different players in there, I, I just think that's a bad idea. But like mm. I was saying earlier, I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, though, Ryan. But like I was saying earlier, like you asked about like injury and stuff like that, like and I'm on, I'm on the Fred Warner side of things in the sense of you got to play full speed and if you're going to vanilla offense you're going vanilla like style of defense you're not doing what you normally do that's when players start getting injured when you're doing the basic stuff that they haven't done all season and you're asking someone to to do something they haven't done in a long time that's when players get injured and that's what i'm not about like 
just do do what you normally do. Like yep. there's already film on, on your entire game script that you call teams, like you the way you call games, it makes no sense. Right. Yeah. And there's a difference yeah. between, like you said, Marco, like if you're in a you're periodizing your workouts like as a track, some of you guys coach track and cross country, right? Like obviously there's different workouts where you're going at different paces. However, game day in racing, the same thing, game day in football, you can't go game day in football and then half-ass it and not get hurt. Like that's what they think. You're gonna you train your body to go at this pace, and then all of a sudden you're just gonna like we're just walking routes or we're just, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think I agree. I mean, I did, I did see uh, Dante Whitner's talking about there's really r- rust isn't a concern for these guys. That's what he said. He said, he said you can rest them if you want and there would be no rest, but then some, some people are saying you need to play them because um, they'll all get rusty. So I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but he, Dante was basically saying after 16 games, these guys are going to be fine. Like Alberto says here, just go hard in practice and they'll be all right. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I kind of want them to rest everybody to be real. I, I think the, I would, I, I'm more concerned about health than I am rust. So and, yeah. if they're an important part of this team, rest them, don't play them at all. That's how that's, I, that's my thing. The control variable is there. I've seen people go back and forth and says, Hey, if you ever pulled somebody for a stat, like if you pulled your quarterback before halftime since 2005, if you knew you had already clinched your division the week before the last week of the year, then you're you like only win a third of the time. Well, I don't know. I'm looking around the league. I'm seeing the Baltimore Ravens are sitting Lamar. You know, um, we're I, I, what we do know now is a 17 game season is different than a 16 game season, and we know that if you don't play, you're not going to get hurt. Okay, um, I get the idea of keeping people in routine, but if if you're sitting Brock Purdy and you're going to sit all these other guys, like, well, what's the line? So now is that all of a sudden is that like the silver bullet? Is that like are they falling on their sword now because they're doing that? I don't think so. I, I, I feel like you've got to trust this team and the coaching staff and players to come with the integrity that they will in the divisional round. And 17-game yeah. season, man, I mean, <laughs> I, I like the rest. Yeah. Yeah, real quick, I, I got I to do this one, man. Thank you so much, Dave, dude. Ryan, real, recognize Ooh. real. I feel like I know you. I was born in Loomis, but regardless, everyone has people they like. You are one of the, my guys. Thank you for doing what you do, and thank you for remembering your people. Man, I always support people that support me, Dave. Thank you so much, dude. I live not far from Loomis. I was born in Concord, born and raised in Concord, California. It's um, uh, but yeah, man, uh, you're awesome, dude. I I see you're supporting all, all the time, and can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Uh, real quick, make sure you guys like and subscribe, turn on notifications, all that stuff on this channel. Also, go subscribe to Clutch Gene Sports at some point uh, after the show. And, uh, you know, follow Backcountry Farms on, on Twitter as well, man. These guys are both great at what they do. Um, wanted to ask you guys uh, – oh, also, real quick, before I forget, if you're watching this show after the show is over, go in the comments. What, what, the, what the hell is going on here? I missed Backcountry that. That Farm, man. I mean, I, I'm not Brock Purdy working on the combine in the bye week, okay? What's your – your... It's Backcountry Fam. Fam. Backcountry <laughs> <laughs> <Country> Farmer. <laughs> I can't see it right here, man. I don't know. Backcountry fam. Yeah, he's a backcountry like fam because he, like he, run, he runs the trails in the backcountry. That's where it comes from. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. I know. I already know. Hey, but for, back to the point. I got a 49ers beanie I've been trying to give away for five weeks. If multiple people win, I'll give them all away. But in the comments after the show ends, please leave your predictions for this game. Probably one of the hardest games to predict score-wise. I have no idea what this game is going to look like. 
I, I, but good luck to you. If after the show, go in the comments, not in the chat, in the comments, leave the score prediction. If you nail it, I'll mail this 49ers beanie for you. If multiple people nail it, I'll nail it out. Last year, man, everyone was nailing these predictions. This year, like nobody's getting them. I don't, I don't understand why, but it seemed like every week somebody nailed the predictions last year. Um, so we'll see, man. Let me ask you guys this. Let's start with uh, Marco because he's got a beanie on like me. The season is a success if finish the sentence. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, they ain't nothing to it. Like you, you have the best team with one of the best rosters in the NFL. You went obviously you went head to head with the, the Ravens, who are the best team in the NFL. Four turnovers. You're never gonna win a game with four turnovers. You kind of shot yourself in the foot. Well, five turnovers, my mistake. Um, but you 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 can't win a game when you have that many turnovers. Now, hmm. you did only lose by what it was 14 points, a couple late touchdowns that came into that game i thought it was a close game at halftime and he had three turnovers at the first half so when you look at things you i went back and watched the game the niners are the best team in the nfl after what i watched so if you don't win a super bowl you have the best team that is built complete if you don't win a super bowl it's it's not a success of a season yeah i don't care when you make the super bowl and people say oh you you get there that was a great season love the ride great great season as a fan nah it's only a successful season if you win the Super Bowl from this point on. Everything else that happened before week 17 because or week 18 does not matter. Once the playoffs start, the only reason this is success is winning a Super Bowl. Backcountry back farmer, do you agree? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I, man. I 100% agree. I, and yeah. Here's why. If you're the Detroit Lions, I've already heard some of their media guys say, hey, first division <laughs> – you know, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Dave is my, my guy, man. So I like fucking with him and yeah, I see my yeah, language, but did, yeah, yeah, I apologize. So, I apologize. So, yeah, so we, yeah. I'm with you. Like the uh, Detroit Lions, they win their division for the first time in God knows how long, right? For them, that's you're making progress, right? Now, the Lions want to win a Super Bowl too, but to me, I don't think they're on the same metric or the same standard as we're looking at how we are going to uh, view success, right? In the same way. And I think the Niners and Super Bowl are bust. Here's why. You've got what might be the best coach in the NFL. You've got <laughs> the best roster in the NFL. Uh, Ravens, all due respect. I think the Ravens are unbelievable. Um, but like Marco did after going back and watching that game, boy, I mean, this is a team that can, if they see the Ravens again, it's going to be, I guarantee you, that's going to be almost an even line in Vegas. Right? This, These teams can match up. It can go the other way. Um, and to me, it's just, this is your time now. Super Bowl window, what have you? All that other said, like you've got people healthy. I know Armstead is, is out. I know Jair Brown is out. I know Hufanga got hurt. But by and large, on the offensive side of the ball, and even on the defense, you've got guys coming back. Like offensive side of the ball, like knock on wood, is as healthy as they've been all year, right? So this is something where you you've got, and this is where I think Kyle, to me, he's not going to go all. Dan Campbell, fourth and two, fourth, uh, the two point conversion from the seven or anything like that. But I think he's going to pull out the stops. I think we, I think all of us have maybe talked about it. I know Jesse had talked about it that the defense, as good as they can be, the offense is what's going to carry. The offense has carried this team this year. I, I firmly believe that. And they're going to have to do that again in the playoffs. Um, and because the defense isn't always going to generate turnovers, that's not going to happen. So that's where I think Super Bowl or bust, man. It's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, some people, especially younger people, seem to be like, you know, people people like Marco's age, young, young Marco. Marco's different, though. He's built different. It seems like uh, people of Marco's age, they're, they're like, hey, man, if we get to the Super Bowl, 
Gosh darn it. Great yeah, season. Man. These you Gen know, Z but, losers, yeah. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's that. that. That's that. Uh, participation <laughs> award trophy. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's the same thing. I. I just, man. I. I want my kids to see the 49ers win a Super Bowl. In my kids' lifetime, they've seen the 49ers lose two Super Bowls. That's all they've seen. I got to see. I mean, really, five in my lifetime. I remember three of them, and they were all victories. Uh, my kids only got to see them lose, man. And I, to me, it's like I'm not gonna be happy about going to the Super Bowl and losing. Honestly, I'm going to be annoyed about that. <laughs> like, uh, that would be pretty damn frustrating to, to see again. I'm not ready for that. So, to me, this, I agree with you guys. Our season is success if we win. Dave Barkley says, obviously, too soon. But if we win a Super Bowl this year, can we next year? Who will we lose on the team? Here's the thing, man. This is what I've been really thinking about. And, I, you know, I, I, I did a show. I, I've been saying it all week, man. It's really been hitting me that I understand the argument for Brock Purdy being MVP of this team. I'm not talking about in the NFL. I'm talking about this team. I understand CMC's argument for being MVP of this team. But to me, neither one of those guys are able to do what they do without Trent. And I'm saying this all week long. And to me, if the 49ers win a Super Bowl, there's a chance that Trent might say, hey, this is what I've been waiting for. Time to hang it up. And if that happens, to me, there's no run it back. I, I can't see this team running it back without Trent. I, unless they get some high or sign somebody that's because Trent is everything to this team, man. He really is. I think he's underappreciated, undervalued um, as great as he is. He's a hall of famer. Everyone knows that. And they talk about it, but when he's out of this game, when he's not in the game, it's a different team. What do you guys think? I think if we win it, I think Trent's coming back for sure. Guaranteed. Like he's not going to miss an opportunity to try to go back to back Super Bowls. Like that's things that things that players want to try to do. I think he would more so retire the following season if they don't win it. Like, I think it putting yourself in a situation if you are you just won a Super Bowl or NBA championship, you want to come back to that team. Like, you want to try to repeat. Like, those are things that, that aren't done that many times in, in history. So, I think if we win it, Trent's back. I, I, I agree, and here's why. I used to kind of like, you know, what people talk about the 49ers culture, and I was always a little bit like, okay, okay. I will say this. There is there's something to – I got to give credit to Kyle on this or whomever that the, the veterans, whatever is that they do seem to be a pretty tight knit locker room. Right. And you see Trent, you see the locker room, like they have a love for each other and they've got each other's backs. And I think like Trent for the first time in his career, you know, with the 49ers in this latter end of his career really feels like this is a home, you know, like this is where, you know, that's the Jersey he's going to wear when he gets in the hall. Right. And yeah. so uh, yeah, I, I do, though, I hear you, Brian. It's like, if Trent were not to be there, yeah. For me right now, I can't <laughs> I can't even think that far ahead right now. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm in tunnel vision. I want to be sitting in the NFC Championship game in Santa Clara with the confetti coming down, getting ready to go to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, show two, two, excuse me, Show 2118 says, thank you for the super chat, by the way. Larry said he didn't know who you are last night on the show. I thought I saw back in August uh, you came on his show and you guys squashed the beef. I've tried to move on and squash the beef from Larry about eight times, and he keeps bringing me up. So it's interesting if he doesn't know who I am, why he keeps talking about me. Um, I don't know what Larry's deal is, but maybe he's being smart now and pretending he doesn't know who I am, and he keeps my name out of his mouth. That's all I'll say about the subject. Thank you for the super chat, though, man. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you guys, man. I think the success is all about uh, the Super Bowl. Um, so that's that's the question and to me there's another question the window's open for how long to me it's a window's open as long as trent williams is there with this team now 
Kyle Shannon and John Lynch have done a good job at rebuilding this roster. So it's possible that this team is competitive for Super Bowls for years and years to come, but maybe not with this team. Like maybe, you know, a Debo gets traded in a couple of years. And maybe Trent Williams is retired, but they're going to have to find replacements for these guys. Overall, they're one of the oldest teams in the NFL. The good news for them, they got young Brock Purdy, but he's only got one more cheap year on his contract also. So if they go with Brock Purdy and they renew his contract, that's a different look to this team. So how, how long is the window open uh, for this team to win a Super Bowl, in your guys' opinion? Martin? I mean, it's a great qu- I'll yeah, let go David ahead, go. Go ahead, David. Go ahead. Well, I'll just say this. I mean, you know, like I kind of – I feel like – I won't go into the whole – the weeds about Brock Purdy. I do think that Brock – he has two years left before on his – because this is a, this is his second year in the league. So he actually has two cheap years left if they weren't to extend him. There's no way he gets to the fourth year, though, before they have that extension. There's no way that happens. Um, mm-hmm. And and so that's still I, – I think that – is a Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes? No, but is Brock Purdy somebody that Kyle Shanahan is like having a monumental record-breaking year for the 49ers? Yes. Can this offense run through Brock Purdy with those pieces? Absolutely. Um, I think that Brock Purdy deserves more credit than most in a lot of ways. And so that to me, like that's where I feel like Trent Williams, totally get it. I think that they can stem the tide by looking at pieces and start being proactive. I don't think Trent retires this year. And I think that – are you – oh. Okay. Sorry, I just took him off because he went – Yeah, so, so th- yeah, that's that's where I stand. I actually think that this goes through uh, – I think Brock has shown unequivocally to me that he is the guy that 49ers are obviously going with forward. He is a guy that has absolutely got this uh, working with tandem with Kyle Shanahan in – granted with monster pieces. To me, CMC is the key, okay? Uh, CMC is health. How many years does CMC have left? I'd like to think he probably has two to three more years of top-level performance. But with his usage, with I mean, he takes great care of his body, but it's only a matter of time. So to me, yeah, I, I think they can actually get around Trent Williams. I think what's going to be would be difficult is if CMC uh, was on IR or hit the hit the shelf. Then all of a sudden, you're asking a different question about this offense. Um, but I do think, yeah, I, I think that this team will be competitive for a while. It just depends on their pieces around. Look, guys, uh, real quick, Dave Barclay says, can we draft a tackle to sit behind Trent? Yeah, but I think they need to do drive, get one behind McKivitz. Uh, I know he made the Pro Bowl, but I'm just not. They should have done it last year. Should have had, They should have DeWan Jones right now at right tackle, and then they could have focused on Trent Williams this year. That that was my hope and opinion. But um, I'm, a big, I'm a big opponent ahead. of drafting, too. I, I have no draft problem. Three. Like, you got the center, too, while you're at it. Yeah. Get a guy like King, Kingsley Swamataya. I know that uh, that Marco loves Kingsley Swamataya. Like, I don't know how high he's going to go, but I'd love to see the Niners just either move up in the first and then move back up into the second and, and draft a couple line tackle. I really would have no problem with that. Fellas, I guess I'm still live on Wayne Breezy's show, and I want I know he's about to go live, so I want to do him a favor and, and in this stream for him. Real quick, though, make sure you guys – Go ahead and uh, subscribe to Clutch Gene Sports as well as follow Backcountry Fam on Twitter. And uh, we got to get together again for a longer period of time because I appreciate you guys very much. Always like connecting with you. Make sure you guys also uh, like this video, subscribe to this channel, turn on your notifications. And remember, if you 
in the comments after the show ends, if you um, predict the game accurately, I will send you this 49ers beanie that's sitting right over here on my desk. Dave Barclay says, our line needs attention all the way across. Factual, man. That is definitely facts. Guys, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having us on, bro. All right, guys. I'll be back tomorrow with Rod Brooks. Friday, 9 a.m. Be here. Appreciate you guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.